welcome to your podcast or mine, where the creative minds behind the mic are interviewed. Now, let's get things started. Here's your host, Sherry. Welcome to your podcast or mine. I'm Sherry, and today I'm speaking with James Arrington, the creative mind behind the podcast, Centuries of Sound. So I want to thank you so much for joining me today, James. I appreciate your time. It's a pleasure. So um, why don't you give a little bit of background about yourself, and then we'll uh, talk about Centuries of Sound. Okay, so I'm, as you might hear, from England. Um, I, I lived in England while I was a child, but I spent my adult life as an expat, mainly. I lived in China for uh, 10 years and uh, Czech Republic for three or four years. Um, and uh, I work in uh, education in China. That's uh, where I had the idea for the podcast, really. Um, I love music. Music is my uh, passion in life, but I'm not a musician. Um, I'm not a, a editor, uh, writer, or anything like that. Uh, I uh, just uh, I love music, and I've always made kind of uh, mixtapes since I was a kid. So uh, while I was in China, away from music, uh, I needed something to do. So that's uh, how I started to uh, make centuries of sound, really. Oh, that's interesting. So um, did you? Te- you were an educator, so did you uh, teach? Uh, people in China to speak English, or was it a different type of education? Yeah, I was an I was an English teacher at first, and uh, then I was uh, training other English teachers, and then I was managing English teachers and uh, designing materials, and uh, I'm still doing that now. But I've moved back to England now, um, so that's been uh, my career really. Oh, that, that's neat. Um, <laughs> I, I always love to hear uh, everyone's backgrounds. Um, so, <laughs> sure. I, I, like yourself, I'm, I'm very passionate about music. I have been ever since I was out of my mother's womb. Uh, probably uh, mm. it was started in the womb, but... Um, <laughs> but yeah, sure. I, they say so, yeah. Yeah, so I... Uh, I've, although I was a musician, I did a lot of... Uh, work as a DJ and as a music writer and, and things of that nature to keep myself like entrenched in, in that, that surrounding. Mm. So I certainly understand that. So a centuries of sound um, is basically a time travel through recorded sound from, and, and it's like a mixtape from every year from 1860 to the present. I think you're in the 1920s right now, right? I'm in the year 1920, to be precise, yeah. That's right. So uh, how do you locate the music? And is it music that uh, I'm sure you've listened to a lot of music from every year, but are there specific songs that that you like that you select from those years? Or is it uh, just what you could find, basically? Well, it changes as time goes on. Um, so when we're talking about the really early days, um, the first few mixes, it's it's literally every recording that was made. <laughs> so uh, there's there's no way to edit it down. Um, and going into the 1890s, 
Um, I'm still using the majority of recordings I can find at that point because they're so few and far between. Um, it's not really until about uh, 1900 that I start being able to choose which songs I want. <laughs> um, but th at that point, um, there's uh, lots of different archives on the internet of uh, cylinders and disc recordings from from that time. Um, I can if on on my blog I have a list of uh, um, sources that I use for those. Um, but I was um, at, at that point I was literally trawling the internet for every every single recording from those years um, and going to kind of a process of editing. So listening to every available sound recorded in that year, um, and that was workable until about 1910 at which point I had uh, 3,000 recordings to listen to for a year. And I, you know, that way lies madness. <laughs> I'm not going to do that anymore. So um, <laughs> uh, I've, I've had to work out a system is how, is how it goes. And um, yeah, I, I, I have, um, I, I just go around and find any lists or compilations of music from that year and um, get them all together. And then I, I go through a kind of editing process to cut them down. Um, so it, it is everything. It's uh, I, I want to leave it open to um, any kind of music or recorded sound. Getting up to 1920, that's doable. Um, it's going to be strange getting into the you know 1960s, 1970s when um, yeah. it's so much available, obviously. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see how it goes at that point. <laughs> so. Uh to the public, people listening on on platforms such as Spotify, for example, or or Apple Podcasts, um, they're just mm. going to get the the music portion of it. Am I right? And and you have a separate um, area where you uh, you do a podcast with a discussion of the years on your Patreon. Mm. Is is that right? That's how it works. Yeah. The the main mix. It I would say it doesn't just include music though, because I uh, I try to incorporate uh, speech or other kind of non-music sounds, especially between the songs, um, to give it that kind of soundscape of the year feeling. Um, I haven't been able to do that much in recent years because there's, there's nothing available really. Um, they made spoken word recordings uh, earlier on and later on there's radio and movies obviously but around 1920 there's, there's nothing it seems like so for right now it's a music only mix but it's an unusual time we can say um <laughs> well, once, once we get a bit further forward it will be a, a mix of music and speech again <laughs> um as far as the other the other podcast goes yeah there's a the radio podcast they call it because it's based on my uh my show on local radio um I, I, I was putting together a show for a, a local uh, public radio station based on the podcast. And I thought I should do something a bit different. So I, I invited a friend in and we uh, I played him the, the music or the, the sounds, I would describe it, from those early years. And he uh, reacted to them and said what he thought of them. And um, eventually he got a bit tired of doing that. So now I'm having a different guest on every week to uh, discuss the actual music I'm playing now. Um, so I think it's, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, how about for yourself? Which one do you think sounds more accessible? <laughs> I, I think some people say they want to hear uh, background to their recordings, not just the music. 
but um, it it does kind of break that soundscape thing, I would say. Oh, absolutely. Well, well being a music lover, and um, I definitely want want to hear the background. So the mm. the Petraean is definitely worth it. Um, you know, to to get the the meat and potatoes, if you will, of of what is actually what you actually hear, what you're you know, actually hearing on, mm. on the other, you know, it's, it's like a companion, basically, you know, one, one seems to go with the other very well. So <laughs> I, mm. I certainly recommend it. Okay, good, good. <laughs> <Glad to laughs> uh, so getting back into the podcasting, uh, what compelled you to become a podcaster? Was there a specific show or was there, um, you know, a recommendation from a friend. What what uh, got you started? I've kind of I've kind of been doing it for a while, but only recently at this scale. Obviously, I had a, another podcast before. Um, I think I first, you know, the, the podcasts I first heard were in like two thousand six, and they were music podcasts, just music and people talking occasionally. Uh, there was one called uh, My Silver Mount Zion I used to listen to. They played lots of music I liked. Um, I forget what the other ones were called, but listening to those, I, I was just thinking, wow, this is um, like the mixtapes I, I made when I was a kid and I still kind of make. And I'd like to do something like that as well. Um, so it was just making those. And then I had a, a, a podcast. It's, it's similar. It's uh, sound. It's uh speech samples mixed with music like soundscapes and it's called uh last night a dj killed my dog um and it's a bit of a strange name um and that, that, but those weren't by year they were based on like themes um so the first one was like numbers and counting and the second one was like breakfast You'd go through the items at breakfast <laughs> um and uh yeah th th and there was i was doing one for every uh chinese zodiac year so you know year of the dragon year of the dog year of the rabbit that kind of thing um and i guess while i was making that i thought uh, yeah i gradually came around to the idea how about one for every year um so i, I was in it for a while but i i stopped making them basically between let's say 2009 or and, and like 2017 so i had quite a long break yeah, so so uh, centuries of sound began in 2017, and mm -hmm. you, you you're just in 1920. So you've got so you'll be around for a while, I, I gather. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, I mean, the the time it takes to make it, I can only really put out one a month. So um, yeah, it's a it's a good decade. <laughs> I've still got to go. <laughs> so you release the episodes once per month, as you just That's, mentioned, right? That's right, yes. Still so how do you record and edit your shows? Uh, what what type of equipment do you use, and how do you interview your guests? Is there a specific well, method? Well, for the for the, the main show, I, I don't really have a – I don't make recordings as such. I'm using uh, other recordings, as I said, like a soundscape. Um, so 
as far as finding the recordings go, I'm lucky enough to still be in the era where they're all kind of freely available. That's going to change, so that's a little difficult. I'm going to have to spend some money on recordings at that point. Um, but the, as far as uh, the, the uh, process of it goes, um, I use um, uh, Adobe Audition to, to stitch stuff together. I find it, uh, I, I've been using it for quite a while. I, it used to be called uh, Call Edit. And uh, I, I bought a computer off a friend in about 2004, and it, it was on there. So and I just got used to using it, and I I really love it. So it's that's why that's how I put stuff together. Um, as far as uh, uh, other technology goes, I, it's just on my laptop. I and I make it at, at lunchtime at work in the cafe across the road. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> that's the, the time I get to do it. So I get like an hour a day. Well, about like 15 minutes a day to put it together um, and as far as the radio podcast goes um, we have a radio studio so I go into the, the radio studio we have there and uh, yeah the proper radio studio with a mixing desk and professional equipment and things there which I can I can book for a, a, you know I book it for a, two hours um, every month and uh, yeah, I, then I, I take it, the, the way I do it, I, I, I'll make a, a longer recording and um, I will go home and edit it down. Um, I've only done a live radio show by myself once and uh, I found it a bit uh, nerve-wracking not having that control because I'm a bit of a, a perfectionist, a control freak with it, unfortunately. <laughs> so I, I just kind of, uh, I, I can't put it out unless I've uh, spent ages kind of going through it and uh, snipping out bits, uh, all the uhs and ums. I've got to stop doing that really. <laughs> There's a natural part of speech. I shouldn't mind that. Um, and yeah, that's a, that, I, I edited it all on my laptop in uh, Adobe Audition, ultimately. And um, I, I put them up on Mixcloud, which I think is a, a good kind of uh, place to uh, host those because um, it's like it's like a broadcaster they have their own kind of deals with as far as music goes you know yeah Mixcloud is definitely uh, useful for music so hmm. I I tend to agree there there is a, a por- there are a portion of people that are uh, driven by live and a portion that are perfectionists I'm kind of in between <laughs> hmm. I love the live well, because I, when, I'm used to it yeah, you know, when I when I train, uh, I used to do a, a training class in how to how to uh, do a job interview, and uh, one of the things was uh, don't, don't say you're a perfectionist because that sounds like somebody who's like difficult and will never get anything done properly. Uh, because I've just spent I'll just spend too much time on on projects that don't that they should do more quickly, and it's, it's true, <laughs> it's true. Well, I used to say that I was a perfectionist in my job interviews, and yeah, yeah, I I would have to kick myself under the table and say, oh no, yeah. there's all, but there's always room for improvement, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, so because then, that, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's when you actually get the job, and and then they find out, and then they pile on a, a ton of work on your desk, and. Like, wait, I wasn't it's, that perfect. <laughs> I think, I think, but, 
it's because it's got the word perfect in it. It sounds nice, but it's it's kind of code for uh, poor time management, which is kind of a, a theme in my life, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, right. I'd say so. Yeah, and and the bite off more than you could chew personality myself. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> so, um, how has podcasting improved or changed your life in any way? Um, I think there was a time in my life when I listened to music all the time. I think my whole childhood, basically, in my university years. But I, I, I guess I do. It's the main thing I listen to now, um, apart from. The process of editing means I'm listening to the music all the time, but I don't seem to hear anything else apart from what I'm editing. I just, if I have any other time, I've got a series of kind of podcasts that I listen to instead. So um, it's kind of the audio landscape. And I, I do wonder about it. My, my eight-year-old son listens to podcasts, not not music, for example. <laughs> so uh, he's, not, he's not growing up around music like I did. Um, so I do kind of uh, think it kind of dominates my house that's for sure um yeah so uh which podcasts are you listening to now that you really like um i have a kind of how many do i have uh, you know i have like a podcast addict the android app um and I, i've got this huge backlog of ones that i supposedly listen to but don't actually get around to um but the, the ones that i actually listen to all the time there's uh the british history podcast um which uh i i i'm not sure it's my favorite history podcast but it is really good um i i i seem to listen to it every night because um it's a perfect balance of um perfect balance of uh interesting enough to keep my attention all the time but not too interesting that i will uh it will keep me awake <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. There's uh, there's a very very few can can follow that. There's some I really love that don't work. Putting on in the evening because um, they'll just keep me awake all night listening to them. And uh, yeah, there's there's some that are not interesting enough at the same time. Um, so that 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 ends up being the one I listen to mainly for that reason. Um, I listen to um, uh. I guess more this is kind of British comedy-ish interview podcasts that I listen to. A couple of couple of ones that that British people will know. Um, uh, Richard Herring's pro, uh, podcast and um, Adam Buxton. Uh, these will be familiar names to English people. So I'll always download those and listen to those as well. And um, right now I'm listening to. Uh, um, is it called a Revolutions? Revolutions podcast. It's the guy who did uh, Mike Duncan, who did the history of Rome. And uh, you know, I, I, I'm trying to listen to history around the time that I'm covering as well. So it's you know, uh, end of the just after the First World War. It's the Russian Revolution and the, the days of that. So it's kind of it's kind of like research, but it's uh, it's fun as well. So. Um, that's actually the one I've been listening to most in the last week or two. <laughs> that's that's really nice that you listen to podcasts around the times that that you're covering. It gives you a little bit more perspective too. Uh, so, mm. so I mean, because music is basically written and and recorded uh, perhaps by the the times that are going on 
during those years, you know, yeah. just, you know, just like, and any year, like from the, especially you could tell from the 60s to the current day, you know, they take social issues, and, and pre, prior to that too, they take hmm. issues from the, the current landscape and, and write music around it, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, well, um, I the... the the mixes that I'm making for the so I made a mix for 2016 and for 2017 and I'm working on 2018 now and um, the speech clips I'm using are uh, well you know 2016 was the first one I made and you know that was a big year for news all over the place <laughs> um, oh, yes. a, big, a big big year um, in in the UK in America and um, yeah I. I I have lots of kind of clippings from news shows and things, just just things on that, that I get, I see on the internet, and I I'll kind of like record a, a, a snippet of that and uh, mix it in. But I'm finding it's a bit, um, I don't know, depressing. Like uh, I, I gave I, I gave somebody the two thousand uh, somebody uh, somebody I know listened to the 2017 mix, and uh, they they said I was brilliant, but it made me cry in the gym. <laughs> I don't want to make you cry. That wasn't the plan. But um, just uh, I, I like kind of emotionally intense uh, sound clips. They, they, you know, they like uh, just kind of jump out to me. You know, so I can't really help grabbing onto those when I hear them. Um, maybe I, I need to find more comedy and uh, fun things to go in there. If it's if it's so if it's like uh, turning out that way. <laughs> That's the yeah. That's challenging. <laughs> so, so would you say the most challenging part about your podcast in particular is is finding the sound bites and the and the music, or is there another aspect to it that that is a, a bit uh, tasking? The music is time consuming, but it, I have a system. And it's all right. I, you know, I can drive around and listen in the car to stuff, and you know, um, listen at work sometimes. Um, so I, I can find time for that. The speech clips are harder. Um, yeah, much harder just just to find them or to uh, edit them down. Um, if I, if they're in the form of uh, a whole podcast, for example, that's a gigantic audio file to be throwing into. Uh, audition, so uh, I'll I'll need to uh, listen to the whole thing and uh, cut cut it down to the single bit I want to keep before I start. So it's kind of time consuming and um, yeah, a bit more difficult I'd say. That's maybe the other side of it. Um, I don't know. In the in the production side, I feel like I've worked out the system that works okay. I will say <laughs> um, it's kind of always evolving, but it's. I don't think it's difficult at this point. It's just kind of time-consuming, and um, you know, I got kids and full-time job and uh, right. stuff to work out. You know, so it's uh, finding the time. That's already. Yeah, time time is is uh, a great commodity. <laughs> if you have it, that's wonderful. But a, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't, and and I think that's time management is is definitely one of the most difficult parts about it. So um, on the flip side, are there any resources that have helped you out along your journey in podcasting? Um, as far as finding finding stuff for the mixes goes, um, 
I'd like to give a shout out to the University of California, Santa Barbara, who have a gigantic archive of uh, 78 RPMs and cylinders. It's immense. Uh, and uh, there's a website called Russian Records, which is kind of the Russian equivalent. Archive.org is good. Um, I think what I've also been doing recently is um, there's, uh, well, well not, not so much recently, I was even doing this two years before I started the podcast, is um, uh, there's uh, acclaimed music and there's rate your music and there's a few other websites just uh, going on there and get you can get lists of uh, top music for, for certain years. So those are those are great things to have there as well. Um, at pop, like podcasting resources, I used uh, Libsyn, and, and I still have like most of my stuff hosted on Libsyn, which is okay as a host. It's cheap and it works out fine as far as speed goes. Um, but I just put the files on there. I don't do anything else with it. I like um, my, my website's uh, WordPress, and it's like it's um, WordPress.com not wordpress.org so it's actually hosted on wordpress website so it's uh difficult to um like uh, modify my feed and things like that it's, I, whenever i try and do things like that it's kind of a nightmare because it's not exactly set up for that i have a, a zombie feed that is on all the apps that yeah annoys me <laughs> i don't know how to get rid of it if you, if you search for centuries of sound you'll find two different feeds and uh one of them just won't stop being there. <laughs> I'm not sure why it's there, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's. I'm just looking at it now. It's updated with my new episode. I don't know where it's come from, but WordPress is putting it out there somewhere. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's hiding where it's doing it. So I don't know, I don't know if I want to recommend them as a host, to be honest. <laughs> well, a, another resource I could give to you too. Um, one of mm. my acquaintances uh, just revived uh, Victor Talking Machine, which is uh, basically uh, RCA. A lot of the RCA archives. He's uh, uh, revived it, and he's got a, a large resource, probably um, going into the 1900s. It's probably a, a good resource. Uh, for oh, you really? to check out also. Okay. Um, I'll have it's a look. At, uh, you, it's at com. So that might okay. be one to, to look into. Okay, I'll have a look. I'm um, <laughs> I'm listening to music from, oh, well, right right now I'm listening to 2019, but come January, it's uh, 1931. So I'm a bit ahead right now. Um, so I'm taking recommendations for 1930s, um, which is quite a different era to what I've put out so far, I'll say that. Yes, another neat thing about um, my history is that my uh, great-grandmother and my grandmother both were uh, nurses at RCA uh, so yeah. in, in Camden, New Jersey. So we got a lot of uh, early presses of, of different albums. They, they specific, well, my grandmother was specifically um, – into show tunes, Broadway show tunes, and we would get a lot of the early, uh, like, red, well, she would uh, get, like, the early red presses of, of different uh, 45s and things of that nature. So, mm -hmm. so that's, that's kind of interesting, too. Um, and we have a couple of the the dogs. I believe they're called Nipper. And oh, uh, we yeah, have a course. couple of... Yeah, we still have a couple of those hanging around. So, so uh, that 
That was interesting. We got one of the old war radios from RCA, too, with the different um, bands. And, uh, oh, gosh, it's, it's you know, <laughs> everyone loves oh, that good. radio. So um, it's, you know, it's definitely interesting. So um, when you started podcasting, even going back, what do you wish you had known when you started out? Uh well, uh, quite a few things, I think. Um, I think getting, get like, uh, you, you know, you, you, I put together the site, basically, is like, here is my website. I thought everyone would be coming to my website rather than searching for it in different apps. I didn't realize that's how people kind of uh, came into it. So I was kind of presenting it all kind of upfront from the website rather than like, like through the like metadata and the files. So it's kind of uh, later on I realized that's the way I should be uh, presenting it, like sending people to um, just different apps and things like that, especially, you know, Apple Podcasts these days. And, um, yeah, because, you know, I've, uh, uh, I use like a, a, a thing to make an RSS feed, which is uh, not bad, um, but it's uh, kind of, clunky and um i don't know perhaps just using like a, a, a podcast um company in the first place maybe i shouldn't have uh, shifted from like uh, libsyn or whatever maybe i should have just kept it through there um because it 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 is kind of um uh I, i'm not i'm not a programmer i have some basic training in it and i can kind of muddle my way through html but there's kind of been too much of that going on um I also think, I don't know. I think maybe not not just as a podcaster, but as as a as a general career, um, I was messing around with audio when I was a teenager. I had like a twin cassette deck. I used to record myself and my like my cousins and my friends and and edit tapes together and things like that. I was making all that stuff, and um, you know when when I was at school it never occurred to me that that was something I could do as a, as a career or anything more than just something I did in my spare time. It never really kind of occurred to me that that was, uh, I don't know, uh, something people did at all, I guess. I didn't really make that connection. And uh, that's, that's the main thing I think is a shame because like I'm, uh, I'm 40 now and uh, I feel like I should have been doing this earlier, I think is the main thing. I feel like I should have been like, um, yeah, do, doing this kind of thing from teenage years probably. Um, but I, I don't know why it didn't occur to me <laughs> at that point. Well, yeah, I, I think as a teenager, and I think even because I, I struggle with that too, I'm I'm in my 40s as well. And, you know, it, you look back and you're like, why didn't I choose that career mm. path? Because yeah. I'm so interested in in A, B, and C, and there are a, about half of a dozen of different fields that I could have been in that I chose not to because my mind was someplace else. So I, I completely mm. understand that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I could I could have been a, a a lawyer or a forensic scientist or a, a broadcaster. So I mean, <laughs> I, I understand completely. Yeah. Instead of, I mean, I, I don't, I don't hate my career. It's all right. 
um, but it's not it's not my passion in life at all, you know. And uh, I, yeah, I, I never really considered that. I, what am I interested in? <laughs> how how can I try and turn that into what I what I do, you know? Um, yeah, I, I don't know why that didn't occur to me. It's bizarre now I think about it. That it didn't, <laughs> didn't at all, you know. So, do you have any advice to someone who wants to podcast? Do you have any uh, words of of I don't know about wisdom. <laughs> I don't know about wisdom, and I don't know how encouraging I can be. But um, I I read articles. I you know I, on, on on Twitter especially. I just follow kind of uh, podcasting people, and um, I the the way I see it is I don't know in. In England, we have, um, well, in the UK, we have, uh, everyone's used to speech radio. It's kind of something that everyone's kind of grown up with and listen to all the time, including drama, you know, um, current events, discussions, like things like that. Not not just kind of call-ins, um, like every kind of, of things that we'd associate with podcasts now, just through the BBC. And um, I feel like... Uh, with the podcasts coming through um that i hear lots of them i especially from uh, the, the ones i hear from america there's there's um there's lots that kind of, okay i'll put them into categories let's say <laughs> there's ones that sound like they want to be like kind of uh this american life uh, npr kind of style and those are quite there's, there's some quite good ones there there's ones that are kind of um old old time radio style which we don't we don't really get that over here but i kind of i can get that because it's kind of associated with that um the days when people listen to radio it's kind of like a throwback to that especially with history but there's also kind of um quite a lot of uh let's say uh just kind of unstructured speech just kind of uh, two guys chatting about about something nothing much well you know quite often something very interesting is this to be fair but this uh, when we've got kind of i'd say that's if, if i'm going to go and check out random podcasts that would be 50 percent or more i'd say it's kind of that that kind of style and i think if it's if you're making something that's like that you've got to have something really special about it because there's such a there's such a, a sea of that kind of uh that kind of podcast do you know what i mean there's, there's so many of those um that it kind of um i i see things sometimes saying kind of you need to you need to work out who your uh target audience is first and then work out what kind of podcast that you need to make for the gap in the market that you've identified and I think that's kind of um I think that's also not not how it works for me. I think you need to find something that you love first of all i think if it's if it's not something that you love in the first place that you're talking about or you're making that people can tell that's it you know that if if you don't have the passion to put into it I mean you can find the thing that you do have the passion about. I think that's the first thing I think if you make a, a podcast that nobody listens to but it's about something you love and you feel that it's a good it's a good thing you've made then you've done it you've you've made something great and you should be proud of yourself you know if you've made something that you can get a few more people to listen to but it's it's just it's just kind of something you're doing because it's you you think people might be interested i'd say that's less of a success um 
sorry if I'm rambling there, but that's oh, my, no, that's no, my general thought. <laughs> I, I agree with you 100% in, in the respect that there is an audience for everyone. Uh, if you have good content and you're reaching 10 people, but those 10 people are listening to you every week or every month or you know once every three days, whatever the case may be, then you're reaching someone. People tend to get frustrated with the numbers, the the statistical part of it, and they just and others get into it for the sole purpose of uh, earning money, which I find to be the exact opposite of why someone mm-hmm. should get into podcasting. So, yeah, I find um, like you know, like why I was saying about BBC Radio before was um why i was talking about that is that we're, we're not used to adverts commercials on, on there it's it's and it's a kind of a jarring it's, it's when i when i've seen a, a tape of uh, the simpsons that somebody brought over from from the states when i was living in prague and it was like wow this is like uh 40 adverts basically <laughs> it's just you see one scene and then there's an advert i kind of feel like that so, some of my i, I really love um uh, I don't know. I, I, I quite like um, a history podcaster stuff. You missed in history class. Um, it's uh, from How Stuff Works, but it, the number of ads in there—it's insane. It's <laughs> like thirty percent ads. It feels like, and um, it feels like I'm I'm listening to sponsored content at that point, and uh, I'm I have limited time for sponsored content. You know. Um, Especially as I can't, I can't usually skip it, I'll be in the car or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think if you're just following money in that sense, I think maybe maybe there's money to be made these days. But I I, I won't appreciate it personally. That's all. Right. I I think that's why streaming services are so popular because of the mm. um, the lack of adverse, you know, the lack of advertising. I mean, there are certain options that you could choose with some of them to have them to reduce your costs but in mm. in retrospect I'd rather spend that extra two or three dollars a month to to skip that. You know? so, yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. That's that's the deal with um well there's like I said, the one I listen to most is the British History podcast and they um it, it, it's a he does two podcasts, he does an extra members podcast. So he's he doesn't do Patreon, he's got his own like uh special payment site set up so and uh yeah every every episode he says keep it ad free by joining up and so i i feel that's that's good <laughs> that's a good way to present it um by uh by uh becoming a member you're engaging with it and um it's, it's not it's not usually paying that much actually when it comes down to it and you're getting a product that's uh more independent at the same time you can say anything you like at the same time so I think it's a good way that you can go, at least. Mm-hmm. So how can people listen to your podcast or locate you on social media or uh, your website to find more information on how to listen to Centuries of Sound? Um, well, if you go through to the website, it's, I've got uh, an index on the main site, but it's got links to, uh, I mean, the best way really is just search for Centuries of Sound any on on any app because it'll, it'll turn up there. Um, but yeah, the, I'd say the website is a lot of extra value because um, I do write lots of kind of extra blog posts about about the years and all the art and films in those years as well, um, which 
no one seems to see. <laughs> it's a kind of a shame, but I'm, I'm still making them because I decided to. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter quite a lot. I, I find that's the one I'm, I'm engaged with most. I don't want to recommend people follow me on Facebook because um, nobody sees anything. People follow me on there and they say, yeah, I haven't. Oh, if you put something out, and Facebook doesn't doesn't serve it to anybody unless I pay them money. Um, and I, I'm not really willing to. And um, Instagram, um, I, I don't know how you feel about Instagram, but not being able to put links in there kind of frustrates me. So I, I kind of end up not bothering with it. So I think as far as social media goes, I'm a Twitter guy right now. I, I but, agree. Yeah. Inst- Instagram is is very, um, I guess, current, but and it's uh, relevant to a lot of people. I I tend to be frustrated with it. So I I'm primarily on Twitter myself, Facebook. I tend to agree with you in in that respect unless you're getting notifications or see first you're not going to to see it so mm, yeah <laughs> or yeah. unless you pay money for ads so uh, yeah and they're always they're always trying to get me to do that <laughs> i guess notifications every day you can boost right. your post for yeah. twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, uh, here's five dollars. <laughs> oh, ooh, here five dollars. Oh, tempt me more. <laughs> I have tried it one time, but it, I don't know. I got a lot of people from like uh, Brazil suddenly uh, looking at my page and not doing anything. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not sure that worked. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah, Twitter's the only place really. Oh, I mean Mixcloud as well. I, I I really do like Mixcloud as a as a place to uh, not just to, to host my own stuff, but to um, listen to other people's mixes. Because um, I I don't know I I do kind of do I consider myself a DJ? I don't know maybe I have done a small amount of DJing in the past, but I feel it's kind of uh, the main show is more akin to a DJ mix than it is to what maybe most people would think of as a podcast. I would say so. Um, I think for that kind of community, it's a it's a good place to go. I'd say generally, and I recommend it. So, is there anything that I didn't ask that you'd like to uh, mention uh, about podcasting in general? Um, hmm, uh, <laughs> I can't think of any right now. I like I I I think I. The, as far as podcasts I'd recommend, I was just uh, having kind of a think in the back of my mind as well about a few others. Um, and there's this one in the UK. I, I, I just want to see if you heard of it. It's called uh, Have You Heard George's Podcast? That's the, the full name. Um, uh, do, do you know that one? It's uh, No, I haven't. No. And so I'll look it up because I, I enjoy getting recommendations for podcasts that I haven't heard before. Because so I was I'll... on the... Uh, yeah, I was at the British Podcast Awards, um, and it was um, it won in every category basically. <laughs> but it's uh, just a, a, a kind of amazing audio uh, like combination of kind of, it's, it's poetry and like uh, drama and like uh, politics and um, uh, just kind of philosophy, and it's all these. It's very short episodes, and there's not many of them, but it's just this kind of amazingly like uh, polished, like never-endingly interesting thing. And I think that's kind of the future of uh, like good podcasts where they should go, really. So um, 
I'd, I'd definitely recommend that. All right, well, look into it for sure. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to share with people just discovering your podcast? Um, well, I think if you if you're interested if if you want to have a listen, I think two things. Um, I appreciate if you go and listen to the early years, it's hard going, and you don't need to. It's fine. <laughs> I don't mind people skipping forward until later. Um, I think if people want to get an idea of where the whole thing's going, maybe listen to the 2016-2017 uh, mixes is a good place to start because I think. I put a lot of time into those, and I think they're they're a, a really good place to start. Um, you can kind of uh, yeah dip into the like, nineteen nineteen seventeen onwards. I'd say is where it starts to get good. I I, I mean I love all the ones before that, of course, but uh, I think it's it's kind of uh, knowing where to start with it. Don't be put off by the very uh, scratchy, noisy, musically not amazing earlier ones, um, and engage really i like i don't know i find it uh people don't like to make so many comments or anything like that even if it's just like oh i enjoyed that it, it's nice to see some comments i can see so many people listening downloading um and uh, uh you know that kind of thing but i i don't see like i mean i'm not i'm not saying like uh reviews because reviews are, are great as well obviously but yeah just leaving comments about it letting people me know about it that's like that's that's my dream is <laughs> to get people to engage a bit more. Um, I, I mean, I can understand why they don't. I, I very rarely engage with other podcasts, but I think you know, uh, there's maybe some something in the back of your mind when you're listening to something. You think like, yeah, this is really good. I'm sure they get loads of people like talking to them all the time. I'm sure they get loads of people like engaging with them, talking to them about it. But I find people don't. People really don't. Unless it's a huge podcast, people probably get very little feedback about episodes or about uh, um, like just the show in general. And um, I think it's always great to kind of uh, just reach out, like leave a mess, leave a comment, say, "Oh, I love that. That was good." That's, that's all, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I try to do that myself these days as well. Well, James, I, I appreciate your time. That that uh, you gave to tell us about Centuries of Towns. I appreciate the the content, and I will continue to listen. Okay, great. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so th thank you again for coming on uh, your podcast, mine. Okay, no problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you, and thank you to everyone listening, and we'll chat soon. Okay.